I am looking for sponsors for the Covert Narcissism podcast. I don't know if you've heard some of the other podcasts where you get a discount code for the sponsors that they use. So I want to do that here. So what products are you already using that you want a discount on? I can be an affiliate for you. Or what products do you want to try? I don't want to do this with just random stuff. I want to hear from you. My email address is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G, as in Covert Narcissism Group. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Do you know what the word of the year for 2022 was? At least according to Merriam-Webster. What do you think it was? Take a guess right now while you're listening to me. What do you think the word of the year was for 2022? I would have guessed narcissism or narcissist. I mean, those two words are flying around everywhere right now. But no, it's not those. But yet it is still a word that we know all too well, at least for any of you who are out there researching covert narcissism. The word of the year for 2022 is gaslighting. You know, I wasn't surprised when I read this. All of these words are getting thrown around an awful lot, and gaslighting is certainly one of those words, as popular as the word narcissist itself. However, I'm not sure that everyone really gets what these words mean. When someone is calling another driver a narcissist just because they pulled out in front of them, they just might not quite get it. As a victim of a 20-year marriage with a covert narcissist, I'm bothered a little bit when someone says, well, that clerk in the grocery store was gaslighting me. Really? Um, Exactly how? Well, they told me that they didn't think that they had any lemonade, but I found some on aisle 10. Clearly, they were just trying to make me think I was crazy. You know, I don't know whether to be upset that they really don't have a clue what gaslighting is or to be happy with them that they really don't get it. Either way, I simply say okay and just walk away. Just because someone said something that turns out to not be true does not mean they are gaslighting you. Just because you disagree with someone does not mean they are gaslighting you. So what is gaslighting? That's what we're going to dive into today. Our patron program is our biggest contributor to offset the expenses of this podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who has chosen to donate. It keeps us pushing forward on this mission. I appreciate it more than you know. To become a patron member, if you're not one yet, click the link in the bio, and I am incredibly grateful for your support. What really is gaslighting? Well, this term comes from a 1938 play called Gaslight, and it was released as a movie in 1944. In this play, the husband methodically, step-by-step, purposefully works to convince his wife that she is mentally unstable. And he does this in order to continue to hide his bad behavior. He hides things of hers, you know, her stuff, claiming that she lost them. He accuses her of doing things that he himself has done. He humiliates her by outright flirting with his maid. He convinces his wife that she is ill and thus isolates her within her own home Voluntarily, like she isolates thinking that she is sick. His psychological abuse of her leads to a mental breakdown. He even goes so far as to fix the gas lamps 
so that they will flicker. Okay, they're flickering in the room. And then he denies that they're flickering. So you must be seeing things. And she truly believes that she's crazy. He's on a mission to make her believe this. Sound familiar? Making you believe that all the problems are your fault? Making you believe that your perceptions are all wrong? Making you believe that you are clueless and need help? Gaslighting is an attempt to destabilize someone and their sense of reality. It is a form of psychological abuse that causes you, the victim, to question your perception of reality. It is psychologically manipulating someone into questioning their own sanity, according to the Oxford Dictionary. The tactics that are used include telling partial truths, hiding and distorting information, denying your perceptions, invalidating your thoughts and feelings, questioning your memory, accusing you of doing things that they are doing, claiming that they don't have any problems at all while accusing you of being overly sensitive and overreacting. It also includes taking credit for your ideas and accusing you of being jealous when you try to stand up for yourself. I'll give you an example of this one. My husband took credit publicly for making pumpkin pies for our neighbors around Halloween time. He didn't make those pies. That wasn't his idea. He wasn't the one in the kitchen doing all the work. I did. And yet he told the story to our church group and took all the credit for himself. Now, that really isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of life. But we're not talking about a one-off here. We're not talking about a one-time situation. We're talking about hundreds and even thousands of bee stings. And yet if I try to stand up for myself right then and go, no, I did that, then I look like a selfish and jealous person. I look like I'm being petty and trivial. So I just smile and let it happen. Even after the group, when our mutual friends are together then, they're telling me how wonderful he is for doing such a kind thing for our neighbors. And I just let it go. Gaslighting can look like talking you into doing something, such as buying a nice outfit for yourself. Okay, go do something for yourself and go buy the outfit and then turn around and accuse you of being selfish for spending that money. They can talk you into doing something with a friend and then accuse you of neglecting your family with the time you spent. They deflect the conversation if it doesn't suit them, such as when you try to talk to them about some of their behaviors, and they distract you with accusations aimed at you, telling you things that have just enough truth in them that you believe them. And now you blame yourself. A victim of covert narcissistic abuse joins the abuser and gaslights themselves, just like the woman in the movie. She believed it. She believed all of this, and now she's telling herself that she's crazy. How many times did I tell myself, well, I must be remembering that wrong? I must have heard him wrong. Maybe he helped more than I remember. And I mean, even things like, sure, I can get angry sometimes, so maybe he's right. Maybe I brought it out of him. On and on this list goes. It must be my fault. I'm going to tell you, gaslighting is very effective. So what's the classic line of gaslighting? The epitome, the number one example that everyone uses. That never happened. You're trying to talk to them about something they said 
to you that hurt, you know, something that hurt you or something they did. And, and you just need to clear the air. Like it might even be something small, but you just need to clear the air. It's not, you know, that big of a deal, really. You just need that simple moment of honesty, vulnerability, and reconciliation. But you are never going to get that. With a covert narcissist, it's like you're standing on the Grand Canyon. You're on one side and they're on the other. And trying to find that middle ground, that reconciliation, it's like you're standing in space. There is no ground underneath you. You're just going to fall. So you're trying to talk to them about something they did to you or said to you, and their response, well, that never happened. Well, what do you say to that? Like, how do you, how do you even argue with that? I mean, you say, yes, it did, but now it's, yes, it did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. I feel like we're all like five years old again. You know, and they tell you, well, you're remembering it wrong. I never said that. And when you push enough, they might even say, I'm sorry that you think I said it. Well, there's an effective apology. Just add it to the list of icky things that they say. You know, things that just don't feel right to your soul. I had a long list of that. You know what reality is. You know how they treated you and what they said. I mean, sure, we might get the words a little mixed up. That happens. Everybody's allowed to have their own memory. I mean, I say everybody's allowed to have their own memory, unless you're the victim of covert narcissism. You are not allowed to have your own memory, clearly. But when you call them out on what was said or, or you know, how you felt to what they said, you get that famous line that never happened. It is so incredibly invalidating. And they say it in such a way that you have absolutely no rebuttal. Not, they don't say, I don't remember that, or I don't think that I said that. That would give a little room. That would give space for your memory to be different than theirs. And that would be fine. But they don't do that. There is no room for you to maybe be right, not even a little. It's just straight out. That didn't happen. I didn't say that. You are wrong. Their abuse amnesia is so strong. They can treat you however they choose, say whatever they want, and then just go about their business as if nothing ever happened. Let's look at an example of this. So maybe in your morning with them, it revolved around a massive argument. A blow up because um, let's say you ask them to stop and pick up food on their way home from work. Okay. On your way home tonight, can you stop and pick up food? And it leads to this massive argument. They tell you that you're lazy, that you're inconsiderate since you can't even manage to cook dinner for the family. And they say, I can't believe that you never cook for me or for us. And they storm out the door. Well, now you spend the day defending yourself to yourself. Okay. We get really good at that. I cook dinner. I cooked dinner three different nights last week. I fixed pasta, chicken, and tacos. We had plenty of leftovers the other nights. This is one night, one night that I asked them to pick up food. Why can't they give me one night? And you're making all these arguments inside your head all day long. This goes on and off all day. I became quite the defense attorney inside my own head. So many great defenses and counter arguments and closing arguments that never even got spoken. So when they get home with the food, you are truly frustrated and you're ready to express your feelings. And you tell them, you know, hey, I really didn't appreciate what you said to me this morning. I didn't think it was fair that you said I never cook for the family. And here it comes. Here comes the gaslighting. I never said that. Ick. 
just another thing for your list. Oh my gosh, it's maddening. Just giving this example, example makes me cringe. I want to scream. And when you try to explain to them, no, you said that to me this morning, you might get a response like, hey, I know you cook for us. Why on earth would I say that? Another ick. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I wanted to scream in these situations. Why on earth would you say that? And as you continue to express your feelings about what happened, now they turn to you and say, well, just last week you made pasta, chicken, and tacos. I really appreciated it. I don't believe that you don't cook for us, so I know I would never say that. I'm sorry that you think I did. Again, what kind of apology is that? That apology says, I'm sorry that you are wrong. I'm sorry that you can't remember reality. You are not going to get anywhere in this debate. And I'm sorry that I married an idiot. That's what that apology communicates. This is maddening, just plain crazy making. And this has been going on for years, maybe for you for decades. You know what you heard and saw. Again, you might get the words mixed up, but you know what was communicated to you. Your perception of reality is true. But you've, you lose the right to have your own perception of reality when there is absolutely no give from the other person. When you're standing on that Grand Canyon and they won't even come a little bit towards the center and you've got to go either all the way to their side, you've got to give in completely, or you are left with this big, you know, Grand Canyon in between you. They deny your perception of reality so much. So now here you are. You are tired of doubting yourself, tired of doubting your perspective, tired of defending yourself. So you become upset and frustrated. And so maybe you get even a little more vocal to them. Okay, reactive abuse is real. You finally just can't take it anymore. So now you step it up and they step it up too. What do they say? You're crazy. Look at how you're acting. And I'm not the only one who thinks you're crazy, you know? Other people think so too. Ick, there goes that alert again inside of me. Why would you ever pull other people into this? Because your own beliefs in your own words are not strong enough? They have to pull other people in to back up what they're saying, even though, you know, so often it's a make-believe backup. It's not people they've actually talked to about any of this. Whether someone else has ever said anything to them or not does not matter at all. They will mentally recruit others to support their point of view. You know, your friends think you're selfish too. Really? Did you go ask them straight up or did they just voluntarily give you that information? Where in the world did that come from? You know, your family thinks you have anger issues too. Really? Again, did you go ask them? Or, you know, what exactly are they going to tell you? You know, that you're emotionally abusive and pushing me to respond this way? Another guise that they hide behind in their abusive behavior is that their insults or ridicules are only jokes. This cruel so-called teasing is humiliating and leaves you in a no-win situation. They pick and tease at you knowingly, you know, over sensitive topics things that they know will get under your skin. And yet if you speak up, you are now the one that's humorless, who cannot take a joke. And even your friends think so too. They are the blameless comedian who was only kidding. 
They will tell you, you take things too personally. You need to lighten up. You need to learn to take a joke. You're too serious all the time. They also hide behind a facade of caring about you. I'm only doing this for your own good. I'm only telling you because I care about you. Covert narcissists will tell you that you need to toughen up. And they find great joy in educating you on how to get tougher. You know, they will treat you with, in all these ways, with contempt, with jokes, with, with all of this. And they feel incredibly superior to you. And they hide behind this facade of appearing concerned for you. I'm just telling you this for your own good. This completely excuses their lack of sensitivity and their sharp, abusive behavior. Another way that this plays out is when they get upset right before a social gathering or a family gathering. They get upset with you and upset you, or they use those sharp words at you. And then this will continue when you're in that public setting. This will continue with looks or tones that only you understand. And then when you appear to be upset or off, they'll voice their concern about you. They're public, you know, publicly they will show that they're bewildered at your behavior, showing others how much they care, which only drives you more crazy. They are the cause of why you're feeling the way you feel. And then publicly they're going, I don't know what's wrong. I don't understand why, you know, why they're so upset. They'll quickly deny how any of their behavior has anything to do with how you're feeling. And any attempts at defending yourself makes you, again, appear petty and unforgiving towards this clearly compassionate person. So I hope this gives you a better understanding of gaslighting. You know, there's some other phrases. I just want to give them to you so that you can kind of get a better picture of how this works. Gaslighting is, I'm sorry you think that I hurt you. I can't control what you think. Or another phrase is, do you really think I'd make that up? I'm hurt that you would think that about me. That flips all of a sudden now you're feeling bad because you hurt them with your accusations. Okay, they might say, you're just trying to confuse me. I think you're gaslighting me. Not an unusual comment at all from a covert narcissist. So as this goes on and on and on, you continue to blame yourself. You internalize their words, their accusations. For the abuser, this is a fantastic way to avoid responsibility and blame, to dodge all the accountability. But to the victim, you doubt yourself and you trust the abuser instead. You trust their words over your own for years. This just feeds their sense of superiority. It develops gradually, chipping away at your confidence and your self-esteem. You know, the effects of gaslighting is a lower self-esteem, a lack of confidence, an entrapment, feeling of helplessness, an inability to make decisions, memory problems. They, they do come because you start believing that they're there. PTSD, depression, anxiety, condition to trust others over yourself. Covert narcissists hide their gaslighting extremely well. They hide it from the world, friends, family, social circle. They hide it from you, and they even hide it from themselves. They believe their own lies and manipulations, and, and they believe that they have you know, true intentions, caring intentions. The covert narcissist will portray you as being the one that is irrational, overly emotional, and stuck in drama. However. It's the covert narcissistic personality that's hypersensitive, emotionally immature, dysregulated, overreactive. But again, they cast themselves as the reasonable one, and they're quite convincing. I encourage you to make an ick list. 
make a list of all the things they say that just make you feel yucky. They, they just don't feel right. Your heart knows this is, something's wrong here. This is not okay. It's time to acknowledge that heart of yours. Give it a voice and listen to it. Make a list of every time your heart radar goes off. And then when that heart radar rings to what they are saying in your mind, you might even say to yourself, that's what you think. So when they are telling you that never happened, you simply add, that's what you think. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.